1: and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited about today's topic. It is an important one. It is boundaries. And it's the it I should have led differently. It's just something that everybody needs, but people rarely prioritize. Mm -hmm. And I've got such a wonderful panel to dive into the topic today. I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm author of your goal guide and creator of the Dev Method for Goal Setting Simplified. I am a goal strategist, podcast host. Oh, and I've got my new foodie podcast. So, Taste Spuds with Deb. If you haven't seen it, uh, please check it out and prepare to be hungry. So, anyway... I love it when there's absolutely no transition. (laughs) Every Monday, I bring together three friends to dive into the topic of the week. And then it magically becomes an episode of the Depth Show podcast, which runs on the Marketing Podcast Network. And the people that I have today, I know are so pro-boundaries. I mean, aren't we all Mm pro-boundaries? But it's one thing to say you love boundaries. And then it's another thing to have the habits and the practices to practice what you believe to be true. And great panel today. Now, I, I'm going to introduce backwards because uh, Pam Drzinski, did I get it even close? Maybe a little. You'll fix it later. <laughs> she and I were on a panel with Lisa Sakai back in November and I reached out and I'm like, you know, we really gelled. I'd love to have you on the show. What do you want to talk about? And boundaries was, I think mm-hmm. you sent me a list and I'm like, let's do boundaries because Everybody needs it. People really have it. And I also happen to know that Lisa Danforth and Just Dual love the topic as well. So we're just going to be like having a Love and on Boundaries party today. Um, and I'm excited, but why don't I let you all introduce yourselves? Because other than saying you love boundaries, probably was not, well, I didn't say anything. So, Lisa Danforth, welcome back to Gold Chat Live. Please share who you are, why you are here, and why this topic speaks so much to
2: you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I'm super excited to be here talking about, about boundaries. Uh, why is it so important to me? Because I think that any success that we want, no matter what success is or what it is to us, is really only achievable, achievable when we have boundaries, when we establish, communicate boundaries. Because when we don't, other people's priorities get in front of ours and we can't have the life, the relationships and whatnot that we want. And also, when we don't have boundaries, we tend to have a little resentment going on in there. Um, and I can't remember what the last question was, just why I love boundaries so much or... Well,
1: also who you are, did you want to tell people that or do you not really care? Because I'm okay
2: either way. Business growth strategist, yeah. I'm a 30-year, five-time entrepreneur. Um, I totally get the need for boundaries. And whenever I've been lacking boundaries is absolutely when I've been struggling. Um, I work with business owners and leaders, and I help them to develop a strategic and holistic approach to success, or as I like to say, a saner approach to success. And what's required in that is absolutely boundaries and habits along with a few other things, mm-hmm.
1: boundaries, habits, you know, experience, yeah. skill set. But when you don't in something you said before, when you don't have boundaries or when you kind of let the lines wiggle, mm-hmm. then then you're having all sorts of conversations with yourself. So really <laughs> important, not just for you as a human and business owner, but you want to give projects your all and you can't mm-hmm. do that if you are kicking yourself for not having boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm. Not everything matters equally. Absolutely. That's
1: so true. Well, great to have you, Jess Jewell. Lovely to see you. You are looking amazing per
0: usual. <laughs> Why, thank you very much. It is sunny here in the Seattle area. I'm in Kirkland, Washington. And yeah, Yeah. I like boundaries. Not only do I like boundaries, I like exploring the antithesis of what we think a boundary does. And one of the things that we do at Red Direction and the uh, intellectual property programs that we have created over the last 20 some odd years comes down to this. It comes down to, am I willing to do what it takes? Mm -hmm. And do I understand the cost? And can I have some fun and play along the way? Now, that is a huge piece of this. And and how does that come? My own experience having very amazing, lovely, bigger than I could have ever imagined exits, as well as stunning, surprising, uh, red carpet falling down, ungraceful failures in business. And so I, I run the gamut of my own experience and recognize while business is the same in a lot of fashion in a lot of fashions and the way that we can approach it. There is no one set path. So when we know what's necessary, we can do what's possible. And before we know it, the impossible happens. Ooh.
3: Ooh.
1: And so boundaries kind of help keep you on said path.
0: And yes. And to, um, I want to say to Lisa's point, I think that there's an element of, We want to be able to know where we can go. We want to be sane about it. And I'm just going to add the fun piece to that. Because Mm -hmm. if it's not fun, we're really missing out a little bit on that front too. We can get lost. Uh, We can get into the negative side of what a boundary can do for us.
1: Well, I frequently say when you love what you do, it shows. When you don't love what you do, it really, really shows. (laughs) So why not have fun and enjoy what you do? Yes. 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 And you can get there by having guideposts, a.k.a. boundaries.
3: Yay. Mm-hmm.
1: I, lo- I love when we, we can theme up everything. Pam.
3: <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, Pam wiki And boundaries. Boundaries is really important, especially being a recovering people pleaser for many, many years. Um, pretty much my whole life. I'm a former chief operating officer that grew inside the insurance career until I started uh, Powerful Purpose six years ago. And the work that I do is knowing the boundaries of what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to really matters. And understanding too many yeses also has to be a boundary. Too many feel goods. Have to be a boundary. So we're not feeling overwhelmed. So being that recovering people pleaser, and it's almost like I'm standing up and saying, Hi, my name is Pam Dra'zwicky. And yes, I'm admitting I'm a former recovering people pleaser. It feels really good. So when women that I work with in Powerful Purpose or part of my community, the purpose done, come to me and they want to thrive in their lives. And that's the first step: is mm-hmm. understanding their boundaries. So, really figuring out what your core values are and sticking with it—that's that's the boundary maker. But
1: agree, agree. And, and so, the D and the death method is determine your mission. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And I frequently say this, but when you have your mission and you have that motto, that short, snappy, fun. Uh, the slogan, which is your through line, that really helps you set boundaries because you know what is in, a, if it's in alignment with, with your mission, with your motto, then it's a yes or a hell yes. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, then you really have to assess what's going on. So we all, well, we all love boundaries <laughs> because without them, okay, we love coloring hollering had the lines, but you need the boundaries in order to see where the lines are.
2: Absolutely, hundred percent.
1: So, there we go. Okay, done. We've had a great. No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> can, can, we, can we define? Do we actually define what boundaries are or what boundaries mean to you, mm-hmm. Lisa? Mm-hmm.
2: I a hundred percent. My big thing with boundaries is boundaries are about you. They're not about anyone else, right? Mm-hmm. So often we want to, you know, oh, they, they didn't respect my boundary and we get resentful, we get angry. But the thing is, is our boundaries are about us, what we want to do, what we say yes to, what we say no to. Mm-hmm. We need to take responsibility for our boundaries. My big thing is, is be clear, direct, and respectful. That's your responsibility. Mm-hmm how it lands for the other person, you do not own it, you do not have control over it, you need to release it. So often, especially as women, you know we want to, we want to be the people pleaser. We want to make sure that everyone is comfortable at our detriment, at our discomfort. So when we pause and can look at and say this is my boundary and this is why, it's not about you. It's about me. Like I, I think I said before, we can't have success without boundaries. We can't even have healthy relationships, healthy, authentic relationships without boundaries because we're not showing up authentically. So why it might, while it might be difficult to step in and own them, it's a lot more difficult to live your life without them.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a question.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and and I love what you just said. And But there was one thing in there that's kind of sticking in me. It's like boundaries aren't about, (laughs) they're about us. They're not about them Mm -hmm. to be clear, direct and respectful. But do you, when you're setting boundaries, do you owe people that explanation
2: that is an exceptional question. Mm-hmm. And the answer is sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so if it's someone that's close to us and we have an intimate relationship with them, whether you know, it's a dear friend or whatnot, we're closer, right? So if we've always shown up a certain way, we've agreed to dance that dance with that person. We've agreed to show up. We've agreed to say yes. We've agreed to do whatever, no matter how agitated that makes us. So I say give the gift of transparency. I know I have always done this or or accepted this or whatnot, but I'm feeling kind of resentful and I don't want to feel resentful. So if it's someone that's within our inner circle, absolutely. If it's someone that is not in our inner circle, no, clear, direct, and respectful is all that is owed because here's the thing when we start explaining and we start saying, well, I can't do it because we go perpetually off balance. And when we're off balance, it just takes one little finger to keep you perpetually off balance. And all of a sudden you're like, screw it. I'll just, sure. I'll do it or or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So no, you do not need to explain in detail to everyone, but there are a few people that you might want to go into detail a little bit more as a respect to the relationship.
1: Okay, good point. Accepted. (laughs) Jess, same question. What are boundaries?
0: I actually think that they're like the map that we draw before we hit the go button and pick up the backpack that we have packed and off we go. Because the planning piece is really hard to accomplish in motion. Now, I say that as a person who acts to plan all the time. All the time, I act a plan. Yet the things that we want to do, those biggest things in life, and I'm thinking about the, the companies that I work with, right? You're bringing three or four people in leadership together, maybe 25 people in leadership together, and they all have a different definition. So how do you understand what those boundaries are? And there is a lot to be said for what Lisa and Pam have already shared. And I'm going to add and go a little deeper, knowing that everything that they've said fits here. And I'm going to add to that, that, When we have a boundary, we can understand much more easily what's in and what's out. Mm -hmm. And so we can make decisions Mm -hmm. quick. We can be resilient. And then the one thing we have to remember that can trip us up, right, the opposite side is, well, when I set a boundary, it never can change. And that is a myth I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. No, that is incorrect. Mm -hmm. We... Make a decision against a boundary we have decided for this point in time. And sometimes we have to make a decision that's aligned with it, but it feels out of alignment overall just to keep us moving. Nothing we do is set in stone. Mm -hmm. Our boundaries actually are like energy. They can expand and contract. And I think that that's something that when we add to this conversation to remember, we know where we're going. We know who we want in, we know who we want out or what we want in and what we want out and recognizing sometimes the outs actually get us to where we're going. So at, are we willing to do what it takes and figure out how to face that particular adversity within the boundaries that we have set to keep carrying that backpack according to that plan that we have mapped out and off we go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Love it. Well, you know, my book is a road trip theme. So yeah. all this mapping
0: out. <laughs> well, and you know, red direction at comes from to the me. red point on a compass. It's always pointing to magnetic north. So mm-hmm. when you look at a compass, no matter what direction you turn, the point it's always focused. You know, you're going south because the uh, magnetic north is associated with South. And that's kind of a, an interesting, con- or actually, you know how to read a compass. I actually said that backwards, regardless of the fact um, they we actually do orienteering. And <laughs> I'm just here with you thinking, well, what direction are you from me? And I said the wrong thing. Isn't that right? I love being able to be here and be my true self.
1: <laughs> that's what we're, we're here to basically have a conversation and let other people listen. That's mm-hmm. what it's really all about, right? Mm-hmm. So, Pam.
3: Wow, these definitions are amazing. It's like it, it's it's really digging into all these different ways of looking at boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're all talking about the same topic, but personality styles, I think, are really important to and communication styles on how we set those boundaries. Like Lisa had said, right? Being clear and concise on what they are. Deciding, so definition of boundary for me is, and for my clients uh, is to decide where you want to set those boundaries because boundaries come in many forms, financially, communication, personally, right? Like there's so many different forms of boundaries And a boundary is a place that you set around you, like you said, to expand, but where you could feel safe, where you could be safe in what you are protecting yourself from. And uh, gosh, stories around boundaries later on, I'm sure we'll get to in the show, Huge stories of my, my own personal and clients that, that I work with. So I think a definition that I like to share is understanding the boundaries that you have in your life right now. How are you going to protect yourself and stay safe?
1: Boundaries are all about staying safe. Mm. Makes sense. Why wouldn't we want Mentally, to Mentally,
3: physically, financially, Right. right?
1: It's yes, just, but but also as Jess likes to say, so you're able to like stick your hand out, dip your toe mm-hmm. just outside the boundaries, and see what happens. And I think now is as good a time as any for you all to share a boundary story. So, Pam, <laughs> let's okay. start with you.
3: So, one of my boundary stories where I became a people pleaser. Um, and learned a lot from is when I was younger, um, my mom said yes to three parties in one day and dragging dragging us three kids in the station wagon from party to party to party and not being able to say no because she was uncomfortable with the fact that she may have to say no to somebody. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying no, it's really not a good day because we've already been invited to something she said yes to everything and there we were dragged you know early to one party on time for another and late for the next and as a child that's that's where that's where i learned that boundaries were very fuzzy and they weren't they were not something you did because you didn't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. So as I got older, that's my story. And even through my work years, one of my old colleagues wrote a piece of paper and on that paper, put a big no on it and left it on my desk. And he said, every time somebody comes to your desk, just hold up that sign and that's your boundary setter. So as I matured, uh, through life, it really became something that even though I'm known as the anchor in the family, I have redescribed, put a new definition to anchor, and it's not people pleasing. It's really a healthier boundary set. So there's a lot of little stories like that. But my mom is an absolutely amazing woman. But we were just, you know brought around. And you could just picture that, right? The the old jello mold really in bad shape by the time we got to that one. And the potato salad was sour by the time we got to the next one. And us three kids in the station wagon getting so just that was just a funny story that um sits with me when I talk about boundaries and the importance of my own personal boundaries. So yes. Thanks for asking.
1: And I feel like you just gave a really good description of what Lisa was talking about, about boundaries being for us, not for other people. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure she could have said, you know, thank you. And maybe it was, no, it was definitely different. You know, when we were growing up now you would say, I'm sorry, I'm overextended. I would love to come. Right. Even, even, but I don't think you did that, you know, what are we ta- are we talking 70s? Yes. <laughs> it it sounded very 1970s.
3: <laughs> yes. 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 <sighs> so, just learning from that and and uh sharing those stories with clients. So, when they have some current stories. Cause there's a lot of, that's one of the main reasons why my clients come to work with me is to set those boundaries, to get them started, you know, and most of them are midlifers. So they're like done of saying yes to everything. Oh, they're, they're just
1: over. They're,
3: they're, over. they're just
1: so over being people pleaser. Maybe too many so, boundaries. Yes. Is there such a thing? Wait, no, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. Lisa, <laughs> do you have a really good boundary story to share?
2: Oh, the one that really comes to my mind actually is a business boundary that I had when I was a caterer. And when you know, when you first start working, you've got your business, you're saying yes to absolutely everything and anyone, you just want to take things on. And I see this a lot with my clients as well. I would have someone reach out and Catering is kind of like real estate. Like if you don't get back with them quickly, they're they're gone, Mm -hmm. right? So I would jump on the phone and I'd promise them a proposal within 24 or 48 hours, usually 24 hours, when I was already swamped behind the eight ball, you know, trying to get my kids here and there. And I finally realized I just, I couldn't do it any longer because I was just saying yes to everything that was coming my way, even though they weren't asking for it in 24 or 48 hours. And I finally decided, you know, I'm just going to say it's going to be two weeks. You know, if I can get it to you earlier, I I will absolutely try to do that. No one questioned it. So I could see how when I established the boundary, it wasn't there because I hadn't set it. What was most important was that I got back, I had the conversation, I had the information that I needed, and a date that I would get the proposal to them. So that for me was just such an eye-opening piece Mm -hmm. of, okay, I actually can set boundaries As long as I'm clear and here's why I'm setting them and a deadline for in this specific instance. But I see my my clients doing this all the time, saying yes, getting overwhelmed, resentful, uh, and to the point of burnout where they don't really like their business. And it's often because we just need to just, right, need to set a boundary. Very simple, not easy, Mm -hmm. which can really kind of trip us up.
1: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite boundary stories isn't even mine, but you will love it. So I'm going to share it anyway. When I worked in financial services, one of the women that I worked with, she was working till two, three o'clock in the morning. She was working on the weekends. And when she told the boss, she didn't want to work that much anymore. He did not understand why. Because Mm -hmm. she had said nothing. And um, more than one of you had said this before, you have to start with something so you know what you're going off of. If you're if you're letting people take advantage of you, that's you. And then you have to dial it back. So that's why it's so important to and you could play with whatever lines that you want. But you have to start with something. You know, I I will I will look at emails to a certain time at night, but typically, unless it's a deadline, I will not reply to anything after like seven or eight o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm replying to the person who writes me at two o'clock in the morning, I'm telling them that it's okay to write me at two o'clock in the morning. That's right. Jess, boundary story.
0: Oh, I have so many. I have so (laughs) many. So I have two and I'll be really short with both of them. The first boundary story is of me. Part of me, at this time, didn't know what was supposed to be possible going back to where I started at the beginning. When you do what's necessary and then you do everything possible, the impossible happens. That's actually um, my boundary story. Downturn in the market, responsible for a serious amount of growth that was impacting the industry that I was in. The only way I was going to make the money and get the big things and do all of the things that I really wanted was to achieve this growth goal that was really awesome one day, and then so big and scary and insurmountable the next day. But me, I was like, nothing really changed. The news changed. What do I have control of? What do I have control of? And so I decided, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this, but this is what I said I was going to do. This is what I'd like to do. This is where I'd like to lead my team. And we did it. We did it when nobody else and no other department in this company that I was working with could do it. And everybody had the same excuse. It was an excuse. Well, it's this stuff. Well, it's the economy. Well, you can see. Well, well, and I'm like, what, what? And everybody was like, well, she's doing it. And that's okay because I was just, just back then. And I still can be sometimes and I'll take it anytime when I win. Anytime when I win, so boundary number one, you know what you want to do, you're going to go for it, and there's no reason to say just because outside forces have changed, it's impossible until you try.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the that's my boundary number one of sometimes it was set for me and did I agree to it or not? This other one is an is the other way around where one of the companies that I um, work with came to me and said I want to sell. I want to sell my business in four years. Okay. So we sat down and we talked about it and it turned out they were able to be able to be ready to sell in two years. So part one, half the time, because we figured out what was in their way, how do you get that? Part two was, well, how much do you want to sell for? This is what I think I need. They said, this is what I expect to get. They said, well, when we looked at where they were at and what they wanted, turned out they had competing priorities get the goal of the money at the end for the sale or put in the work and the effort to not see the result of that after the sale. So competing priorities showed up. And what we had to do was set boundaries and go, well, what does this person really want to commit to? What do they really want? And from that, it changed. And this particular time, the person said, I want to sell my company. I want to move on to the next part of my life. And here's exactly how much I can give, which changed what they sold for. I have also worked with companies that chose the opposite. All paths have worked the way that they wanted once the commitment was made to the boundary and to the path. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And the way that you're using boundaries,
1: it's a great word, but boundaries can apply to so many different things. It's not just about time and energy. It's a,
0: a prioritization. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. priorities is a big one. A commit. What do I want to commit to? What is my goal in life? What is my purpose here? Am I willing to do the work that it needs to be to be done? Because the boundaries I set hopefully support that. And if I'm not getting the results I want, usually that's where the competing priority comes in.
3: Mm-hmm. So, how
0: do we, you, others,
1: set and? Enforce boundaries because setting them is one no. thing, but, um, Pam, what do you think?
3: Um, accountability. Saying saying it out loud. What is it that you want to set the boundary around? I had a client working 70 hours a week and her husband was raising the kids and she walked in and she would never see the kids. And she walked into the kitchen one day because this is what we were working towards for her to re-enter into the life. And they all walked around her like she was a ghost. Mm -hmm. And she was like, my husband, my children, my three boys didn't even know. I didn't even know what to do or what to say. So the way we started enforcing the boundary was was being accountable. And so it was uncomfortable for her, but knowing that she had to keep on re-entering and also sharing that clarity is a great way. Like Lisa, I believe, had said, right, is that clarity on what it is that she was actually doing, having a conversation. And I think with the family understanding, like, listen, I've worked all these hours, all these years, and now I'm still going to be doing this, but I want to be part of this. And then everything started changing. So I really think the accountability and the communication with people so they understand what you're working on professionally, personally, or in a business. It it just needs to be to be uh discussed.
1: I think communication is such a big word.
3: Mm.
1: Because it's one thing when you know things. That's <laughs> articul- all but articulating it mm-hmm. and not just articulating it, but in a way that you're going
3: to be heard mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it totally changed her whole life. I mean, it it has changed everything in her life by being able to be clear and continuing to show up to enforce those boundaries of time with her family and her clients. So
1: yeah. good for her. That that must have been quite a challenge going from it being the ghost in the house to say, hey, hey I'm here, people mm-hmm. work with okay. me. Things have to change and things have to change. Maybe that's the first step of mm-hmm. knowing. So, and I'm all about embracing change because if you run from it, what do you get? Nothing. If you embrace it, if you make a plan, if you put these things in place, then change is
2: possible. Mm-hmm. Lisa. So, how do we set and implement the boundaries? Is that what you are saying? How do we yeah, set and enforce enforce? I love that word, enforce. Uh, for me, the key thing here is pausing. I am a huge advocate for pausing. Right, we need to slow yes. down before we act, react, don't act. We also and, need and, to understand that inaction is a decision when we choose to not act or do or make a choice that is a decision. So, the first thing really is to pause. And get clear on, as we've all been talking, what is the goal? What is the outcome that we're looking for? What is it that we want in the relationship and the physical, you know, our bodies, whatever it may be? So that just that pause. And here's the thing. The pause can literally be a breath. It mm-hmm. can be a week. It can be whatever. But so often what we really need to do is disrupt those well-worn neural pathways of an automatic reaction. The second thing with enforcing it is, you know, it it depends. I think all three of us are coming at these boundaries from somewhat of a different perspective. For me, if I'm talking about my clients, I really like to talk about time and consistency, which is something that behavioral economists, they dub this term, and it's we value the present more than we value the future. So we value the present. The reward is in the moment of feeling good, of you know, of not making someone feel uncomfortable, or it might be, for example, smoking. It feels great, you relax, you're calm, but the cost is in the future. Right. So we can look at if I say yes to this, what is the trade-off? Right? What is it? Newton's third law of physics, the, the what we say yes to, there's always a counter. So when we can pause and look at that and understand what is the outcome from my yes? Right? That time and consistency is am I just going it for the reward in the moment because it feels good but the cost is going to be in the future whether it's for myself, for my financial health, for my relationship. So getting clear on that, the the pause is the is the biggest thing. The way to implement them time and consistency. Who am, am, am I being who I want to be so that now so that I can have the future that I want in a day, a week, a year, a decade, whatever it may be? Uh,
1: now, for those who are listening to this as the Deb Show podcast, when Lisa said the power of the pause, just did a happy dance. <laughs> um, that is, I think, one of her favorite th- – because she's been a guest on the show before, as of you, Lisa – and the pausing the taking the breath mm-hmm. is literally one of her favorite things.
2: Yeah, I give a t- I have a, t- a signature talk about it. I do workshops about pause. It's mm-hmm. just every everything comes back to the pause because that's where the zero sum energy is. That's where everything is created from is that zero sum energy that pause of yes no what do I want? Do I want something different? Is it okay? Have I been told I can't have it? I mean, we I like to think of ourselves sort of as a radio tower. We've been receiving all these different frequencies coming in and our boundaries, our yeses and our noes, come from inside, but they've been tamed and quieted for so long. We get to gain them back when we pause and get clear on, is this who I want to be in this moment? Is this creating more of what I want or is it creating more what I'm really not looking for. That pause, there's everything we want is on the other side of pause. I believe pause is before the boundary. Mm.
1: Jess, did you want to chime in? Cause you're still (laughs) nodding.
0: (laughs) Oh, I could talk all day about this. So the answer is I could chime in, but I think what Lisa said is very amazing. Standalone and spot on.
1: Excellent. So what do you want to add to the question then about how do you set and enforce boundaries?
0: So in addition to present retreats, which is the power of the pause that uh, Lisa was talking about here, that's, that's my word for it is the present retreat. Uh, You know, there's that old saying, know what you can control. And for each of us, what Mm -hmm. we can control is a little different. And there are two ways that people might be able to approach how they know what's in their control. Some of my three brains that I re- that I reference from uh, the three brains of leadership, which is a great, great Harvard review based um, article. And then they wrote a whole book about it called M braining that talks about your brain between your ears, talks about your heart brain, talks about your gut brain. So when we know, do we make decisions best and the ones that come out the way we want the most from our head, heart, and our gut, then we can know what to lean into to listen to first, but also recognize due to outside forces outside of our control what we planted or allowed to be planted clouded that. And being able to get clear in those, it's a whole lot of inside work. It's like tending a garden. You plant the seeds and nothing shows up for a while. You plant the plants and sometimes like asparagus or apple trees and other blueberries and things like that takes years for fruits to occur so that we can actually eat what we've planted and benefit from that. And time is so important in that capacity. Another way to look at this in addition to what's going on in our three brains could be, do we tend to start from the past or do we tend to start from the future when we are showing up to decide what do we want, where do we want to go, how do we make this decision? And I learned this particular piece from the guy who created the type of chiro- ch- chiropractic care that i receive his name is donnie epstein and he talks about people that ha- are they come from the inside their energy comes from the inside and they create out and there are people and i'm one of these these latter people that take all the energy from the outside and they bring it in and then they create. And so it doesn't matter where that happens. It matters that we know so that we can understand what the energies are that are coming at us so that we can show up appropriately. And according to our value set to get that time and consistency, Mm -hmm. to get that ability to pause, to understand what we, because if we're not careful, our pause could just be a let's get out of the chaos and then keep going. Mm -hmm. Whereas, Really, when we're talking about boundaries and pause, we're talking about, okay, I need to I need to actually take stock here so I know how to proceed. So whether it's a heart, one of your heart, your head, heart, gut brain, whether it's inside outside energy, I, I think that that's a place that would be kind of an interesting concept to start with because when we can identify those, we now can understand our reactions to other people and then change them to responses. And that's mm-hmm. where I think And being able to see the results of our boundaries when we are able to respond instead of react to our situations. Mm.
1: Those were a lot of words. I know. Good ones. No, very good ones. And (laughs) I think if if we wanted to put a little bow on it, it's the foundation. You know, Mm -hmm. take inventory of who you are, where you're at, what you're going towards, and check in with your head, your heart, and your gut. Mm hmm. Did, did I summarize well? Yes. Excellent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to. Well, you have heard it. me talk about this enough. You could probably summarize anything and I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One of the reasons I think, well, we get along because, you know, for many of those reasons, but you and I are both very foundational focused. Yeah, we are. Because mm-hmm. you cannot, um, you can't build unless you have that solid foundation. And Mm -hmm. and I can't, it sounds simple, but again, I am goal setting simplified. You can't get what you want unless you know what that is, but you also need to look around and take an inventory of where you're at, what you want, where you're going. And the thing, and this ties into what everybody has said, you need to take that pause, that me time to figure out, the nuts and bolts, because if you don't, you're going to be running towards who knows what, right? So when you gift yourself that time to figure out the foundation, to set boundaries, to figure out what you need to do consistently to communicate, to stay in that flow, everything can grow from there. But when you don't start, when you start with, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna work till three o'clock in the morning anymore. Just I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm just gonna decide that this is my new mode of things. I'm just gonna see what happens. Things can get crashing down, but when you say, "Okay, we need to dial it back," this is what's good. This is what's healthy. This is what I need to put into place. But again, you can't do that unless you have solid foundation,
0: and you have to be ruthless about it, Deb. Pam, yeah. Lisa, you got to be ruthless because here's the deal. As soon as we set a boundary, what does the whole world do? They test it.
3: They test they
0: it. They test it. They're, the mm-hmm. stamina that we need to face the adversity that comes with what we think we want is real. And that is something that requires a lot of courage. And so recognizing that we're building resilience, recognizing We're planting a garden, recognizing that we're going to take that time and slow down and check in to use the pause however we need to in that moment to make sure we're going, okay, I still, I recognize I'm on the path or I might be off the path or, hey, I didn't know this path was overgrown or nobody's ever been here before. This is so great. All of those things are part of the result of getting to the end goal of where we're going but the result of choosing a boundary. And that's the one thing when we talk about the how, let's just talk about the path. It's really important. It's messy and it's good. And it's not, it doesn't have to be bad. And it, and that's an okay thing. If this, what you said really harkens back to when Lisa was introducing
1: herself and we we're talking, she said, you don't owe people explanations or we we're talking about whether or not you owe people an explanation because no is a complete sentence, which Mm -hmm. I'm sure I could do like a two hour chat on on those two (laughs) letters, those two letters of the alphabet. But that's the thing. When you set a boundary, people like to test it Mm -hmm. or they think they know better than you. Or one of my favorites is those people who are at, who make a decision and then ask everybody's advice
3: Mm -hmm. You need
1: to talk about bad You need to, before you ask for anybody's input, you need to know yourself, your position so well that Mm -hmm. you can objectively look at any additional information that comes your way. But this is all a part of, I'm trying to bring it back to boundaries. It's really all about boundaries. Start with who you are, what you want.
2: Mm -hmm. Can I jump in real quickly as well? They're also, when someone pushes back on your boundary, again, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything mm-hmm. to do with them so that we can, when we can detach from our head of, oh, have I offended them? What's going on? Are they upset? Did I say something wrong? When someone's pushing and testing your boundaries, that's not on you. It's all mm-hmm. about them. And when we can start looking through a different lens, we, we look through the world from a specific lens that has been ours. We can shifts, shift our lenses up. So when we are ready to look through a different lens and say, gosh, what's going on for them? Having empathy, but still boundary, right? To be able to say, huh, it gives you an insight into the other person. Do I want to spend more time with this person? Do I want to engage in business with this person? Do I want to engage in a relationship with this person? When we can look at it from a detached compassionate, loving point of view, but still detached, it's amazing how we cannot allow what the other person is doing or saying or the huff or the dismissal. We can unhook from that response of theirs so readily and be unapologetic, filled with love. Mm -hmm.
1: I think you're missing one other element that you can't say what you just said without me bringing this up, but the red flags. So when people push back and they push back in a way that is not authentic that is more from a state of judgment what do you that to me is a red flag which means run screaming as far as possible thoughts
0: can i say they might not be red flags and i like what you're saying and i understand its purpose i would also say when when we put up a boundary we really get to see how other people have been perceiving us incorrectly. So is it truly a red flag or do we need to just recognize this is part of the messy change and go, wow, I have not accepted responsibility for this until now. Ooh.
3: Ooh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hmm hmm mm-hmm. So we can actually thank the person. Exactly. The mirror.
3: Yes. Yes. For him. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <Pam? laughs> Us? oh This is, this is not easy. Like, it, it's not so I don't know. It, it, right? It's not simple. It, it's really not. It's like, you really have to, at least I believe that you need to be confident in yourself. And what you deserve, in order to set those boundaries, and be able to set a really thick wall up, you know, a dam, because once there's that crack in the dam, if that person is not used to you saying no to them or setting a boundary around it, they're going to poke that crack and keep on poking that crack until it changes. So being strong and confident in yourself while you're looking at setting these new boundaries is really imperative if you're not a normal boundary setter, right? So if you are a normal boundary setter, then you've got that foundation and you understand how to navigate through the questions and how to navigate through the responses. But if you're not an everyday boundary setter, that pause is is really key to, to getting that confidence in yourself to continue to set them.
2: And that confidence comes from setting the boundaries. And that mm-hmm. it's once we start tipping the scale from 49, 51 to you know 51, 49, we can start stepping into and trusting ourselves and building that confidence. It doesn't have to be all in perfect, we're completely confident. Exactly. You can be setting those boundaries and feel not so confident, but understanding that's building a muscle.
3: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a
1: fake it till you make it sort of situation, right? Just
2: start. Yeah.
1: Just start. You know, and, the secret to everything. Is and to it, you're start.
2: going to not do it perfectly in the beginning. Exactly. If you're someone who is, has never set boundaries, you might go on the opposite end of the spectrum and upset people. So just give yourself some graceful accountability. Don't beat mm-hmm. yourself up. Don't let yourself off the hook. Just continue forward. Mm-hmm. Consistency, right? I
1: I feel like we're like treading into goal territory, so let's (laughs) let's keep running with that. I would love for you all to gift a goal to our audience. So, what is something that they could do today, tonight, tomorrow to either set better or enforce their boundaries?
0: Jess, what goal would you like to gift? Oh, in the realm of the act to plan. I am an external in my energy. I make decisions from my gut with the most confidence and the most consistency getting me to where I want to go. I'm going to say, just pick something and commit to sticking with it for beginning, a middle, and an end. Pick it. That's the action. Do it and let it be there. And maybe it's two weeks. Anything can be done in two weeks. And then once a week do a quick accountability check-in and I can give you the links to my 10 questions for accountability, that process again, too. That would be my gifted goal. Pick something, commit to it for 14 days so that you can check in with it and you can just see what happens. How do you respond to people responding to you differently? How do other people respond? How have you actually been being perceived by others? Does it actually get you to where you want to go or does it help you be curious and playful? to figure out the next thing to try for another period of time so that you can find where you're bound, where the true boundaries are and just enjoy the process of getting there. And you give an example of the beginning, middle, end thing. Yeah. Okay. And this is easiest to do with infants because they're my best stories too. Okay. So when I was, um, and, and it doesn't work quite, I have to extend the time now that I have an almost teenager. So I don't know what the new thing is, but as an infant, anytime my kiddo was doing something weird or I thought something was strange or I didn't understand something. What my husband pointed out to me was everything changes in two weeks. So the weirder it was, the most (laughs) absurd, the more absurd that it was, the crazier I thought it was, the, the, the more dangerous. I thought it was just kept an extra eye and did it change by itself in two weeks? And if it didn't, we started to look for other stuff. If it did, it was awesome. So the ending of the two weeks is the key piece. If I'm going to do something, commit to it for a period of time, because there's no need to commit to everything forever to the point of boundaries, mm-hmm. do something, build the skill, try it out, get information, let it go, move on. That's it. Mm-hmm. Bravo. Nice.
1: Okay. <laughs> but it is, so it's the beginning of setting the boundary where you're maybe a Take little the bit cautious about it. Choose taking it. action to stay forward and in the end, checking in with yourself to see how you did.
0: Yeah. And if you like it, keep going. And if you don't like it, cool. Try something new. Love it. Great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, Lisa,
1: what goals do you want to gift?
2: I would say really it's the communication component because I think that's what we most, most struggle with is actually effectively communicating. You know, we, th- we think we set something, we haven't actually communicated it. But it's, you know, it starts with the pause, get clear on what one person do you know that you have desperately needed to set a boundary, but you aren't willing to set the boundary and really think about what would my life be like if I would, if this boundary were to be established And we were all respecting this one boundary because when you can connect to the outcome that you're looking for, it's much easier to communicate, articulate what's going on for you. One thing that I recommend saying, take it, morph it however it works for you because it is so difficult to set boundaries, especially with people that we know is I love you enough to have this difficult conversation. You know, I know that I've always been the person to do X, but I'm finding that I'm resentful and I don't want to be resentful because I love you. So can we please come to the table and have a conversation about how we can make this work for both of us? Now, if it's a colleague, I respect you enough to have this difficult conversation and I respect myself enough to have this difficult conversation. Mm -hmm. Start having those conversations because it's a weak link. And when we start having them and start seeing the outcome and building the confidence and the trust within ourselves that we're capable and seeing the outcome from it, it's amazing how much more readily we are to available to start leaning into those boundaries, start communicating. I mean, it's been proven people when we lack boundaries, we have resentment around the people around us. I think Brene mm. Brown talks about when you know the people who are the most compassionate are also the most boundaryed because the boundaries keep them out of resentment. They're not saying yes to things that they don't want to. If we want true, authentic relationships, we need to start communicating our boundaries effectively.
1: Ooh, wow, that's an intense one. <laughs> Monty. <laughs> <laughs> but important. And, and if you're, if, whether you're watching this or listening to this, the person that just popped into your head that you need to set a boundary with, you know, you know who these people are.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So draw the line and have a conversation and in a compassionate way. hmm. Oh, and don't say we have to talk, just talk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because I don't think anything spirals a conversation yes. control more than starting it with we need to talk or I hate to say this, but that's another one. Yes. Right? Yes. Good one. Thank you, Lisa. And Pam, what goal do you wish to gift?
3: I would gift the going back to the pause, but to add on to that the pause discover and design what mm-hmm. those boundaries look like um i think that's a lot of the work i do inside my community is is having them understand so if we understand what we're pausing if we pause and we think about where we want to set that boundary By discovering that, because we're going to get that from either our morning meditation or journaling, like what is really eating at you that you want to change? Maybe you're spending too much money and you want to set a boundary financially around your money, maybe. and, And we've been talking a lot about people and interactions, right? But there are those other boundaries. Maybe you don't feel well. So you have to set a boundary around your physical movement. Just pause in that moment and think about that. Think about where you want to set that boundary, discovering it, and then design what that looks like. And then to follow back up with Lisa, the communication is key. So while you're, you know, discovering and designing it, part of that design process is really looking around you to see the people that you can bring in so you could break free your personal boundaries of not allowing people in and and invite them into your space and then set that boundary around what that relationship looks like and how it could help you so
2: Love and
3: that. just okay. like
1: what lisa what lisa was talking about was setting boundaries with people if there's something eating at you you and you're you're tuning in you know what that is. You have the answers. It's giving yourself the time and the, I'm going to use a just word here, the grace Mm
3: -hmm.
1: to lean into it and explore what you need to change. Because we can all, the world is not going to stop spinning probably if we don't set boundaries. However, the possibilities that our lives could be better, more productive and healthier when we do is reason enough to hit the pause button, look at your life and make those small changes that need to happen.
3: Mm, Cause that's our ideal life, right? Like living in our ideal life is having those boundaries and it's not perfect, but it definitely is more purpose-driven by understanding what that really means to you to set those boundaries.
1: Exactly. And it's not perfect, but it is a choice. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that I do these conversations is to tell people yes, you have a choice. You can embrace change. You can make big decisions. You can make little decisions. You can set small boundaries or large ones. It's yours. Your Mm -hmm. life is yours. And what you choose to do with it is up to you. We're just here to cheer you on (laughs) and let you know that it's all within your power. Mm-hmm. this has been such a wonderful conversation before we wrap friends please tell people where they can learn more about you lisa
2: uh, you can go to my website LisaDanforth.com. i like to keep things simple or linkedin which is just at lisa danforth
1: excellent and bam where can people learn more about you
2: um on my website
3: powerful purpose.com could jump on and have a virtual coffee or go out to my LinkedIn as well. And it's Pam wiki.
1: And well, I was going to wait, but you both mentioned LinkedIn. So <laughs> before we, um, in the recap, so if you go to the devmethod.com slash blog, you will see the recap and the replay, links to these websites, and I always include the LinkedIn links. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. are discovering these new friends, Send a note, say this is where you met, and make a LinkedIn Mm -hmm. connection request as well. Jess, where can people learn more about you?
0: Well, go to that search bar somewhere and just type in Jess Duel, and you'll find a lot of stuff. Reddirection.com houses all of our blog posts that I have written over the years, all of the podcast episodes for the Bold Business Podcast, and all kinds of other information that are my gifts to you for being who you are just to go out and do your best out in the world. Love that. Mm -hmm. And
1: as I mentioned before, I'm at the Deb Method everywhere and you can go to thedebmethod.com slash blog for the recaps and links to these wonderful resources. Um, And I was just on, on your, Ooh, where did Jess go? Hopefully she'll come back. I was just on (laughs) Jess's podcast um, last month. So I will put that link in as well. Well,
2: There you are. (laughs) Welcome back.
1: You scared me. Me too. (laughs) 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 I scared me too. (laughs) Excellent. Itchy trigger finger. I was just saying that I was just on your Bold Business podcast last month. Mm -hmm. So I will put that link in the recap because that was all about what questions you need to ask Mm -hmm. to create your life, the business, more foundational stuff, of course, because that's where it all starts. You know, D, determine your mission. Can't get what you want unless you know what that is. And that's the starting point for everything. And that also applies to setting boundaries, right? Because if you don't know what boundaries you need to set, you cannot set them. Everything goes haywire. The world doesn't okay, I'm It's a little much before we, (laughs) what is one thing you would like everyone uh, like to leave everyone with? What final thought do you have? Jess,
0: final thought? Oh, I knew you were going to pick me first. I actually have, I was pulling up a quote because it's so perfect for right now. Come back. Can you come back to me so I can get it? Yes. Okay.
1: Bam. Final thought.
0: Final thought,
3: live your life in purpose and not driven by those circumstances. Love
1: that. Live your life in purpose while you do um, live
3: your branding. That's my hashtag. Those are my <laughs> hashtag nuggets. <laughs> that was the first one I wrote, but yes. So mm-hmm. live your life in purpose. And Excellent. not driven by the circumstances.
1: It's so many people do that, Right they they react when you when you gift yourself that time then you can be proactive mm-hmm. in your life right so lisa <laughs> final thought
2: final thoughts i would say i believe that boundaries really are habits they are what we repeatedly mm-hmm. do And I just want to share a quote by FM Alexander that I absolutely love. And is people don't determine their futures, they determine their habits and their habits determine their futures. So be looking at your boundaries as a habit um, that you can create a new habit, one that supports you and sustains you in living a life that you want to live rather than having, you know, your business, your work consume you.
1: Mm -hmm. Excellent. I love that. Jess, did
0: we give you enough time? I couldn't find the quote, but I will end with this because I like Lisa's quote very much. I feel much better that we have quoted somebody. Victor
2: <laughs> <laughs> Frankl has a really great quote too.
0: Yeah. And so I would say just recognize and start where you are, use what you have and do what you can, because mm-hmm. that comes back to what I said at the mm-hmm. beginning, which is when you know what's necessary and you do everything that you can, that's possible the impossible will happen. Mm -hmm. So, so true. Thank you so much,
1: Pam, Lisa, and Jess for joining me today for this wonderful conversation on boundaries. If you're tuning in live or the replay, thank you for watching us. And if you are listening to us as the Depth Show podcast, thank you, all of you, for choosing yourself, your goals, your boundaries. You can set them. Your entire life is in your hands. You have the power Go on out there, set boundaries, go for it. We know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.